0: Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast, where we help you go from making your work your life, to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews, and experiences that will help you, the hero, in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is a Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. All right. Those people of powerful purpose, people who are not uh, driven uh, just by what they need to put in their mouth. You're not an empty suit. You're actually out there making it happen and you're doing good things along the way. You are balancing productivity with purpose. Welcome to the show and you're going to absolutely fall in love with this guy that you're about to hear. He is actually uh, one of the things that, that caught my attention was something on his LinkedIn profile as, uh, as we skirted in and out of his city. I never got to meet him in person, but we've, we've met since. But um, we'll just call him a uh, he's a light shiner, a do-gooder, a never say never. <laughs> it, it is it is Adam Miles. Adam, welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Hey, thanks very much, Donnie. Great to be here. That's proper English, right? Hey, I don't know. Did I do it right or wrong? Is that work? That's right. <laughs> never right. say never. Yeah, I think you get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: We, we probably do need to run this through the, uh, the copywriter, uh, you know, podcast people. Maybe if you can help us out a little bit. <laughs> Whatever.
1: It's fine. Yeah.
0: Talk, talk to us, man, because like, um, so we were in, and I, and I regret that we didn't get to meet you as we were going uh, through the Salt Lake City area, but that's where you're at right now and yep. you're, you're doing some things that's not where you've always been um man, I just like let's just go right and let's cut to the chase the the sure. beautiful thing that you're doing right now that's brought you to and from different countries can you tell us a little bit about this awesome project you're doing adam
1: sure so um so refugee soccer is the name of, of my social impact venture um started it on 11 12 years ago uh not as refugee soccer but as uh, as a as a guy, I was working as a stockbroker then back in the Bay Area. Uh, met a guy uh, at, at church he was a political asylum. He was on a death list in Central African Republic, and he fled to America. I happened to have the chance to meet him. He had just learned enough English that I was able to um ask him about his, his kids. And uh, <clears throat> I literally—I've told this story a hundred times, and I choke up every single time. But but I, I he and I have the same—we have we have kids the same age. In fact, my uh, at the time my son was two years old. He's fifteen now, and. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, get, as soon as we get off of this, I'm going to go watch him wrestle. And I remember that moment when I met this man. Joaquin Fayani is his name. And I, he had spoken enough English to tell me that he had a, a, a two-year-old daughter at the time, that he hadn't seen her for eighteen months, and he did not know if, if, let alone when he would ever see his daughter. And I, it was one of those moments that I, I really, Donnie, I think we all have. Oh um, and the question is, what do we do with those? But, but this moment where I said. I'm going <laughs> to, well, the tears have already started, man, but I, I will, I will. as soon as we're done talking, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to see my little boy, and this man is going to go home to a, a very rough neighborhood uh, out, in, out in Pittsburgh, is where live, Pittsburgh, um, California, and not knowing when he's ever going to see his daughter again, and I thought, there's something fundamentally wrong about that. I didn't do anything wrong, but I thought, here's a chance to do something right, and so I, I said to Joaquim in that moment, I said, I will help you. Get your get your kids here. He had six, five other kids and a, and a wife, and um, about a year and a half later, we were able to bring them over here and uh, to the Bay Area, and that was a long time ago. That kicked off everything that um, uh, that we now do with with what we call refugee soccer, and and so there's a lot a lot of history over you know 12 13 years. I won't I won't won't, won't right. dive, dive into that, but I the w- point I wanna, is that I want yeah, to I,
0: def- I want to go into refugee soccer because I think it's yeah. I think it's amazing and um not just the the mission but the purpose but talk to yeah. me about uh because you it's not like you this wasn't even anything in your in your brain at that point you just you met uh this awesome guy <laughs> i love that yeah. what you said like here's a chance to do something right yeah and yeah. and for you like how did you what, how did your life pivot because you were at that time were you a stockbroker what what was yeah. where were you at what yeah, was, was and how did you pivot yeah, from
1: yeah, stockbroker. Um, you know, I, I was making a pretty good amount of money at the time. I had a bunch of frequent flyer miles, and that's kind of how we used we we, we used to come in and that, and some fundraising of friends to get the whole family over here. Um, but but I just, you know, uh, look, look. I I have I I grew up, uh, quote unquote, you know, very very middle class in a very wealthy part of the East Bay in California, and and we were always. I was wearing tough sweaters and and not the Izod shirts. The what what I don't know what they were, the Fox shirts from JCPenney or something. And so money was always really important to me. And one of my mentors, um, uh, loved him. I ran into him the other day, actually, just coincidentally, but I love him to death. And he he was a stockbroker, worked for Goldman Sachs, worked for Robert Stevens. So he was making a ton of money. I was like, I want to do that. I want to figure out how I make a ton of money. Uh, and, and so I eventually got into, um, into, into um, Wall Street. Um, but I will tell you that... Um, while money is great, and, and the lack of it sucks, I, I get that, I get that firsthand, um, there's just so much more. And, and to me, it is absolutely a means to an end. And I think a lot of us, we, at least at times in our life, or maybe maybe permanently, I hope that's not the case, but we get stuck with, well, I gotta make this, and that somehow, if I make X amount of money, that will make me happy. Um, so so, so I, I, I basically, from that moment that I managed Joaquin, um, a couple of years later, I had a chance to go to Africa, um, and so, and, uh, we're just and we're a friend on Facebook and so I went and in it was in that first village that we visited um, and we were just tagging my daughter and I were just tagging along on this trip but this little boy came up and said hey do you have a soccer ball and I'm like dude I barely got my visa to be here you know I wish I did I didn't actually say that to him I don't think he would have understood me but, <laughs> but I said but it was one of those other moments where I just said you know what I'll come back I'll be back and I will bring my 12 year old daughter who loves soccer and would love you guys and wants to do good in the world and so you know, look, I, I don't have some huge foundation or some big, big bucket of money that I'm not sure what to do with, but I just want to bequeath to the world and make the world a better place. Um, I, I do have that desire to make the world a better place. And so where that is, that is stronger than, than my pockets are deep. And so I figured out a way to make that happen. And nine months later, really under the leadership of my 12-year-old daughter, who was a goalie, um, she, um, uh, people, we did, we did what's called Save-a-thon for Africa. Every goal she would save, people would pledge money. And she raised $5,000 and we delivered 100 soccer balls. Uh, nine months after I promised I could, I would, uh, which was way faster than I thought we could. Um, kind of surprised myself. Um, and, and that kicked off um, refugee soccer where we've been, I've been back to um, Nigeria, West Africa. Yes, Nigeria. And no, I was not invited by a prince or a king for, $3 million dollars um via some some random email but, <laughs> uh, but, but <laughs> I'm so I'm waiting for that guy I, I have seen a couple of those guys but uh, still, still <laughs> no $3 million. but uh but we um uh we've been back and 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 just to just to be able to use the world sport you know the U.S. soccer is sort of a second tier sport still right but basketball football and baseball and that that's that's great sure. but I think most people are starting to realize around the world it, it is all about soccer. Um, I, I mean football is football right It's not American football soccer there's no such thing as soccer so so to use that tremendously attractive um, tool I'll say uh, you know that appeal to to engage kids who have literally nothing um, has really been an incredibly rewarding um, uh, venture for for me personally and and for my family uh, and, and so so what we did just a, uh, it about three years ago. Um, going through some financial struggles. I've been through a divorce and it just got really, just really rough um, and really almost impossible to be going to Africa. So just the cost and the time and all that stuff. And so I started looking around Salt Lake and realized there's 60,000 refugees, largely from Africa in our backyard. Mm. Why don't we use soccer to try and, try and bridge a growing gap between refugees and what, 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 what's common is the mainstream community. Um, um, and, and let's let, let's start something called refugee soccer and that's what we've been doing um, uh, since
0: then. Hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me. And I am with you, my friend, and I've got something for you. Have you ever been moving towards purpose and sometimes it just looks like a big mess? Sure, you have. We all have. And the reality is is we're usually not going to get to a destination unless we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created. If you will go to PurposeDrivenExecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies, all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living. And I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now. PurposeDrivenExecutive.com and get your free map of purpose. Wow, and uh, it's interesting as you're as you're saying that. By the way, the uh, I'm so inspired, man, of how you actually were able to team up with your children. That, <laughs> that is fun. that to me is uh, is golly, like, like I've got uh, I've got fireworks going off in my brain. I'm like man, what, how can I do something like that? That's that's so cool um yes, good. And, and, and it's interesting by the way you, you mentioned um like the refugee community i wasn't even thinking in that direction yeah. but we were in mm-hmm. uh we were in maine uh Lewiston, uh-huh. in, in a place called Lewiston, maine there is a huge somalian refugee community mm-hmm. and um i was i was blown away at uh maine was one of the friendliest states that we we would ever been to but mm-hmm. um but but, but but looking at the community, it's almost it was pretty apparent that I wouldn't say that. I mean, they were welcome. They just weren't really a part. There was no integration, yeah. and there was yes. no understanding yeah. from yeah. one side to the other. You know, from the regular Mainers uh, to the Somalians, or yeah. vice versa. And um, yes. so, you're using soccer as a way to connect. Uh, yes, and, and, exactly. And people. All right. So, so tell us about That's refugee right. soccer today, man. What is what is what does it do? What, what like yeah just just share with it like what, is, sure. what does it do here in, in
1: abroad yeah so 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 we we um so, so I, th- I think i think the lack of of integration um really it, it it falls on on the responsibility of both sides so 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 i i've lived in japan um, multiple years of my life i speak japanese clearly not that that matters right now but but i, I was really into japan I, and and as a foreign family living in japan our inclination was to sort of gather with other Gaijin, other foreigners, and sort of to, to keep the comforts of, of, of what we knew, you know? Um, and, and you can almost do that. And, and we, we broke out of that, and because I speak the language, and so my kids started to speak the language, and it was a great, great um, uh, opportunity for us. But, 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 but having had that experience, I realized that you have to fight that human nature of, you know, I'm unfamiliar with these people, I don't really speak the language. Um, maybe I don't understand the religion, if that's part of your life, you know, whatever. And so you, you can kind of close yourself off. And I think, I think that, that, that refugee families um, understandably feel that way. I, and, and, it, and it's not their fault. I don't think it's intentional um, at all, honestly. Um, but was, so, so refugee soccer, though, is, 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 is this really sort of um, safe way to to, to, to throw... A Bunch of you know generally in Utah it's a bunch of white kids okay the mainstream kids that's so, so true
0: like <laughs> rocks white yeah yeah,
1: yeah exactly yeah. right so so you know and and Christian slash Mormon um so so and you have these a lot of Muslim um uh, you know folks that are here um uh, almost always different skin color but both sides love the game uh, and, and and so so we started by doing um these um, um, uh, exhibition matches and I had sort of this ragtag team of, of what we, we actually called them the Somali stars They also happen to be Somalian um, and uh, and they started to play against some of these teams and, and, and the mainstream teams loved playing with these kids because it, it's a different style right and mm-hmm. uh, so so you know some of these kids are starting to make friends and uh, it, and, and just the interaction has been super positive. Um, we had this same team actually was um uh, was taken into a, um, uh, a mainstream club called Cottonwood FC. Uh, they just embraced them and it was fantastic. I, and and then, and then and then and then we failed. Um, I, I, I'm to, I, before I said that, I was like, I wish there was a way I could spin this so that you know it would just be oh, it's so successful and so great. Um, it, it has been great, and it will be great again. But we failed because because the boys, the refugee boys the parental support is basically non-existent um, because the parents, mm. they, because they don't go to school, they can, they can, they can actually shelter themselves off from, from, from their communities. I again, I don't think they do this intentionally. It's certainly not meant to be disrespectful or, or whatever. It's just, they are comfortable. Like, like my family was. In kind, kind of human nature. We, we'd, yeah. We'd sit around and eat spaghetti and speak English and watch, you know, videotapes is a long time ago. Videotapes of like, you know, of uh, friends or something or ER and not really think much, you know, we should probably be out associating with, with the Japanese people. You know, we, we did that eventually, but it takes a while to get there. So anyway, mm. so, so, so these boys just they didn't have rides to get places. And so, so, so we, we kind of had to disband the team because the boys just, I think it became too much for them. But, 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 but so I'm honestly, I'm sort of in reboot mode um, to try and figure out how do we, how do we re-engage the, these kids in a way, that we can set up programs where they will they will show up uh, and they will actively participate, and that they will progress in their education and in their sports um, potential sports careers at college and beyond that. Um, so, so so we we really are honestly kind of in reboot mode um, here domestically. Um, okay. I, I'll tell you briefly. Um, overseas, um, I started a project um, under under refugee soccer. Gosh, almost two years ago exactly. In fact. Um, um very briefly um borno northeast nigeria where i've spent a lot of time in nigeria not in the northeast mind you yeah that's where boko haram operates yeah tell us it.
0: tell us about that region man because i don't I, I wasn't familiar before you talked yeah. To me about it.
1: yeah so 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 let's just put it this way um so boko haram i think most people have probably heard of and, and a couple of years ago it flared up actually three or four years ago it flared up where the chibok girls were about three almost 300 girls were kidnapped by boko haram um, uh, and they just basically disappeared. Oh, and, and even Michelle Obama had it, the hashtag bring back our girls. Um, so so it, it, was, it was actually that happened three weeks after my daughter and her entire soccer team, we, we took them over there for, uh, for some tournaments or for some games against the local teams. Um, thankfully, it happened Wrong. after we left because otherwise, I'm sure we wouldn't have been able to go The parents would have said uh, no, yeah. um, and it was 600 miles away from us. But bottom line is Boko Haram has actually been called deadlier than ISIS. Um, and they just are, they just savagely, savagely kill um, people, kids, indiscriminately. Uh, they raise these villages. And, and so you've got, a, you've got a refugee, what they call an internal refugee or, or an IDP, internally displaced person. Um, you have an IDP crisis in Northeast Nigeria, which is just, which we don't hear about very much anymore. Um, but the problem is very real. Um, wow. There, there's hundreds of thousands of kids that are severely malnourished because because they can't get food. Uh, you can't get aid workers to where some of these these kids are, um, sure. and some of where these camps are set up. So, so long story, a little bit longer. Uh, Donnie is um, <laughs> is I came up with this idea that I, I I can't sit back. I just couldn't sit back and watch this happen, knowing what I know in Nigeria, that knowing knowing people that I know there, having been there myself, and frankly having a love for the people and the culture there. I got to do something, and so since soccer is my thing, um, I, I started a campaign called Bells for Borno. And again, Borno is, is like it's like a state in northeast Nigeria, uh, where most of the it's really the epicenter of Boko Haram activities and the crisis. And so, so, so we we raised through a, actually I used an Eagle Scout here in Utah who helped um, helped a lot, raised um, enough money to buy a hundred indestructible soccer balls um, from a company called One World Play Project. Um, you may have seen them they're kind of UN blue color. I mean, you can run a car over them and they, they reinflate them. there's no it, wow it's just, it's just yeah it's this awesome plastic mold um technology that actually was underwritten by sting the, the, the artist <laughs> sting in fact um yeah so so and, and i love the guy that started the company um oh shoot last name is again. i forgot i think it's mark maybe i haven't met him but but he uh, basically the story is he watched a he was watching a unicef commercial and he watched these kids playing soccer with like you know, balled up um, uh, surgical gloves or you know medical gloves from from um, like, like doctors without borders in their village. And they were playing soccer with that, or duct tape, or anything they could find. Uh, and and he said he said I want to build a ball that lasts as long as the hopes and dreams of these kids. And um, wow. so, so so he's so he's done that. So we have hundred soccer balls. They're actually we we got refugee refugee um, what do I call them? A, a life jacket orange. uh, Soccer balls. I've got 100 of them sitting in my in my garage. If anybody wants to help, um, uh, you know, with with security measures in place, we got to raise about 15 to 20 thousand bucks to get those balls delivered. Um, I I do it for last, but I'm not sure my board will. Will I just can't tell my board until I'm back safely? Hmm. (laughs) Can I do it for Mm last? But but the idea is to take these hundred balls. With a couple of brave volunteers that want to go with me. Um, you, you pay your own way, right? but but come with me and go hand these things out in IDP camps in Nigeria. And, and the message behind it is it, I, we could throw them in a box and spend, I don't know a thousand bucks, whatever, ship them over there. but 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 but, but it's not a, it's about the connection. It's about, hey, we've come nine thousand miles, eight thousand miles, whatever it is. Uh, we we, we spent all this time, effort, you know, we've taken on the risk of being here with you. To make sure that you know that someone actually cares about you uh, and, and the benefits of soccer and sport and endorphins and and just being busy instead of just living this miserable horrible life in a refugee camp for who knows how long that that's the secret sauce that is where we make an actual impact and uh and, and the coolest thing and i'll shut up you're done I know, I know i'm on a roll or i'm on a ramble i'm not sure which Bro, is this point, it is Brother, kick it man uh, you light it on fire okay. stop. Okay. Can, can you feel it uh, but, but, but you know, the key is that, um, <clears throat> is that when you, every single time I, I've, I've served anybody, whether it's part of Refugee Soccer or not, um, I, I, I have always benefited more than that person I've tried to help. I know that I have. Um, and, 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 and 99% of the time, people are so grateful. Oh, thank you, Adam, and this and that. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, like, that, that's great. And I appreciate them, th- them saying nice things. But I don't care about that. I just care about knowing that I'm reaching my full potential, hopefully, or I'm getting closer I should say, to reaching my full potential as a human. Uh, in, in, in giving, I don't, like I said, I don't have a big bucket of money. It's not about money. It's about effort. It's about focus. It's about attention. And when I do that, I feel much better. So it's kind of this, this dirty little secret, that I hope, don't, don't tell anybody, okay, I, hope, 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 hope. <laughs> I hope lots of people are listening, but I hope I don't tell anybody. That's the dirty little secret about this, right? It's like, oh, you're trying to help all these people. I think I'm just kind of trying to help me, honestly, by helping other people, and I'm okay with that.
0: Mm. Man, I, I mean, you hit on something that's actually, Adam. I I believe to be true, man, and and I think that, um, I think that when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. That it does take effort. It does take concentration. It does take work. It takes those things from you. But the interesting thing is, is, is in my mind, it's the only type of work where you can do something and you end up filled up in the process, right? Like when you're, when you're giving from your gift and and it's interesting because I, I mean, I believe that we all were endowed with certain gifts and in certain, certain things we're supposed to be using. Mm -hmm. And in one of those things that I'm hearing from you is really just that, that attitude of like, uh, someone had to do it
1: <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you know, like I just exactly.
0: I just, I saw a need I, I wanted to feel a need and your heart your heart said do it and you did it and the interesting thing is man like Adam I believe that's where heaven meets earth I mean I believe that's where it's yeah. like almost like you're like a that. conduit between God and and people mm-hmm. right it's like that's that's how mm-hmm. that whole thing works that's how this whole thing is supposed yeah. to work is that we're that's on right. a journey all of us are on a journey and we all mm-hmm. need help getting there and so yeah. along comes this this six foot something white guy with a bag full of soccer balls, yep. and he he doesn't just right. ship them there, right? He says, "No, man, yeah. I, like, like, and I love the fact that you deliver like." There's there's this love message that goes along with this too. It's not just like, "Hey, here's mm-hmm. some balls, you know, you know, go play."
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which which That's is by
0: right, right? Christmas time is coming. A lot of people might do that with the, yep. <laughs> with toys. Here, here's your toys, kid. Yeah. Shut up, leave me alone.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly. But it's like,
0: no, I love you, I care for you. I want to connect with you, and there's something of value that happens when we're when we're willing to slow down and do that and invest the twenty thousand dollars or whatever it takes to get to you know this this
1: sure. crazy this crazy military
0: zone. Right. Um, <laughs> dude, I exactly. love it, man. This is this is this is touching. And if and if anyone's not feeling this, uh, uh, they need to be resuscitated. <laughs> this is um, this is good stuff.
1: They need to come with me. If they're not feeling it, they need to come with me, and, and, and I, I promise they'll feel it.
0: I promise. <laughs> talk to me a little bit about the power of play because yeah. like, it's not like you're sending them yeah. um, IMAX, right? You're right. sending, right? It's, right. It, this, what, 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 is, what do you believe about the power of play and, and how do you think that actually can translate to, let's just even, let's put it in a corporate environment or a sales environment or a family. Sure. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, well, just you know, I'm I'm pretty sure. Ironically, as I said, soccer is sort of the second-tier sport on a professional level. But pretty much every kid I have ever known plays soccer as a kid. It, it's super easy. Everybody throws their kid into it, and then they move on to something else, and that's and that swell. But 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 so so I think I think it's clear the benefits of of, of teamwork, of, of effort, of, of relying on your team, and also being able to be reliable, um, of, of, of taking risks, of losing, and being like crap, like, like, am I gonna let this keep me down? Or, or, or am I going to try that much harder next time? And, and, and adjusting your approach to, to the game, which is really the same thing as adjusting your approach mm-hmm. to life. We're, we're all gonna lose, we're all gonna, we're all gonna score an own goal, right? Um, in, 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 so to speak, uh, or, or we're gonna get injured while we're playing and, and things like that. And so just just that whole element of hard work. Um, I mean, these kids are playing for fun, for sure, but they take it very, very seriously. Um, and uh, as, I, as I imagine most people would, would understand or, or have seen uh, in the past, um, so, so, so just in, in the physiological and really emotional um, benefits of having something to, to look forward to and then engaging your body in um, I, it is really key. I've, I've talked to some of the refugee kids that are, that are here um, you know, in Utah and, and asked them about their experience in a refugee camp and they're like, yeah, well, we kind of have school, kind of, but you know, but these are in often in, in sort of like war zones, or, or you know, they're not that far from war zones. Um, he they would talk about eating, like like we would have. He said we'd have breakfast, and some days we'd we'd have dinner. It depends on when the, if the truck were able to get through the UN mm. truck, wow. uh, and and when they got there. And 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 I, and I just, you know, when you kind of think about that for a second, I, I, I it, it blows my mind um, to think about you know, we had breakfast, and almost always we'd have breakfast, and then. But not knowing if you're gonna have dinner for sure or not—I mean, that's just not, that's just not a that's just not a situation that I think any of us live with all day, every day it's of, not a of our life. Yeah, and, yeah, it's just not. And knowing that that the vast majority of people in refugee camps never leave refugee camps, um, and and they certainly never get relocated to the U.S. And so I view the refugees that are here. Um, there's been some lot of political discourse, of, you know, about it. And, beta, and I'm, I, I don't really care about that. Like whatever. Um, but but the reality is, the people that are here. Are, are, they are incredibly lucky, and they're incredibly rare. Actually, when you when you compare that to the the vast majority of refugees that never ever leave. So, so, so the idea of of taking soccer to them, take a tool. Um, um, the One World Play Project company that that we that uh, we that we we bought the balls from. Um, you know they say that one ball impacts thirty kids. So, so these hundred balls is going to help us impact three thousand kids. Um, it's probably a little bit more, you, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. but we're trying to share that 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 with. With the with those kids and giving them something to do, and w- by having indestructible balls, um, you know, I, I, it'll be it'll be it'll be, be fun to actually put like a GPS tracker on the ball or something, or or like a little camera or something, you know, to kind <laughs> of see what actually happens to the balls. Um, but but there's a much better chance of those balls lasting than the balls we took over on our first trip, which were inflatable, and you got to have a needle and you got to have a pump, and you know, et, et cetera, et cetera. The leather wears off, et cetera. So so this is this is the kind of thing that we think will make a lasting impact on, on these kids, on these refugee camps, and give them something to do instead of sitting around worrying about how much their life sucks and will they ever actually leave this this godforsaken place.
0: Dude, that is, uh, yeah, wow. And even even the power of play, right? That's something that mm-hmm. we're all born with. Now you get past you know a certain age, and some of us forget how to do it, and we yeah. we we. It, it's almost like it's like safe to fail. In that world, yeah. and um, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in like as you as you get older, for whatever reason, um, it's like these as adults, it feels like there's this hardened concrete around us that we just we don't want to fail. We can't fall. We're gonna break if we do. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I think hopefully it's something we can we can listen to and, and pull from because I think I think there's power in in play, I, and all studies show that we learn better.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: our brain mm-hmm. is more activated. Um, you know, yeah. our life is more balanced. We're happier when there's play, sure. and that's that's in the home. It's in your marriage. It's in your your workplace, mm-hmm. and um, dude, that's so cool that that you're opening the doors to this in refugee camps and with all the political discourse that's out there. These are people. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the
1: day, yeah. these yeah. are, these are
0: people, <laughs> exactly. and they're right, and they're future decision makers of of, of big things too. Yeah. And so I, I yeah. love.
1: I just love that's the impact. Exactly right. How? how d- well, I, sorry. Let me just say one thing real quick, Tony, and um, I, I think they, these are people and refugees want exactly what you and I want. Yes. And, and, and that is, just, we just want some semblance of stability, hope and happiness. Uh, like, like that's it. Like, like you, you can't quantify it. It's not about a car. It's not about a house, It's not about the size of your income. They just want that. And, and, and they're coming from places where that just doesn't exist. It's so when they get to America, the chance to, 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 to try and engage in something like that. And, and we have a chance to help them do that, I think, is a tremendous, op- tremendous opportunity.
0: Come on. And, and it's always, it's never, like, if it's always, if you're always reaching up, and I don't mean up in, yeah. in terms of levels of people, I'm just saying, like, in terms of where are people functioning on that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? I mean, this is yes. a, yeah, these yeah, exactly. are purpose-driven executives. We're talking about people who are, <laughs> we're, we're going after life actualization, which I think is important as well mm-hmm. but we, we're talking about people who are at the base level they don't know if they're going to have food and shelter and right. uh being That's able right. to being able to be something for, for 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 people who couldn't be that for themselves i think it's i think it's outstanding i think it's phenomenal tell me Good. tell me tell me this man like and i'm not i'm not 100 yeah. clear like did you did your professional career turn towards that 100 or do you still um do you still function as a consultant or like how does that work because there oh. has to be some sort of balance right between mm-hmm the dream and, yeah. and uh you you got <laughs> yeah. to live and and do those things
1: yeah. <laughs> that's a great question um um so so i'm just going to i'll just be you know candid right so so I, um, like I said, was making a lot of money in Wall Street, but but just feeling like my soul was being sucked right out of me. You know, I didn't I didn't do anything wrong, and but making rich people richer, you know, that, that's 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 fine. Um, but that's just not something that was fulfilling me. And so, so for a for a while, that was that was the, the, the means to my end of, of, of making an impact in Africa and, and in refugee communities here. But but I I finally um, I finally just left. I, I said I I can't do this anymore. And yes, it helped. I don't think I'm some great 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 guy because I cause I'm I'm really not. But I left partially because my business was 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 uh, grinding to a halt. Um, you know, they stopped doing business in Japan. A number of my firms I was working for. So so it was, I was sort of I was at a crossroads. Right. I'm 50 years old. I'm I call it my midlife crisis. Whatever. Um, but I I um, um it it. it <laughs> It has not been a pleasant financial journey the last couple of years. I'll just put it that way. Um, but, um, but like, I don't care anymore. Um, yeah, I got to keep the lights on. I got to keep, I got to keep making my support payments. So I stay out of jail, uh, um, post-divorce. Okay. I, I don't, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding when I say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 so that's fine. So, so I, I have pivoted. I have, I have, I have, I have hacked my way. I've hustled to make sure that I've got enough to pay for, uh, you know, my, the necessities of life, including those, those all important um, support payments. And that's great. But also where, where do I live and just having food, et cetera. So, so, so I've gotten more creative with fundraising. Uh, um, I, I think we've built up enough um, credibility in what we've done and our accomplishments that people go, okay, this guy isn't just some fly by the night thing, you know, fly by night um, venture. He actually is doing what he says he's going to do, which by the way, it is absolutely key to me. Um, sometimes it takes a little longer and it can look like you're not doing what you say you're going to do. Uh, mind you, and, and, and that's a whole other topic, I think, for another day, maybe. But, 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 but that's where I have had to, I, I do freelance consulting now. Um, and it's been a while to kind of grind it out and, and get it to a point where I can start to actually get above water financially. But, but, I've, but I've gotten there. And, and part of that is just, just, the, just the hierarchy of needs right there, meeting those needs. But the other part of it is, is I do have a longer term vision that I want to do this, the social impact work, full time. Uh, and I think I'm finally getting close. Check back with me in six months to a year, Donnie. But I think I'm finally getting close to where I've got enough credibility, enough traction to be able to get um, you know bigger pockets of money, foundations, high net worth individuals, you know, you know, other like minded entrepreneurs who will will back the effort um, into the future where I can. I, like, I'm not. No one ever gets rich off social impact. Okay, but 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 if you can at least sustain life by doing good and and do well at the same time. That's the holy grail in my mind.
0: Mm. I, I, we, uh, I think, I think you and I shared a brief conversation of, about this. There was there was a time where um, my wife and I um, we read the book like uh, millions of other people, The Four Hour Workweek, uh, by yeah, Tim sure. Ferriss. And you know, the question was, is what is what is rich, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't the guy yes. that's making 150,000, working yeah. 80 hours a week and having low quality life? Or, mm-hmm. or is it exactly. the person who maybe they're making sixty thousand dollars or thirty thousand, but they're working much less hours? But in their their the life that they're living is the one that they're intending, and um, you know that that set off a lot of um, you know just chain of events for us mm-hmm. uh, as as a family. But you know, as I as I look at this and, and and as I'm as I'm hearing you, at least you know I've come to believe, man, that um, you you really. It's like the the whole faith without works, or 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 let's just say vision without money. Uh, mm-hmm. like, you, like I've seen people yeah. who have money and who are dead because they have no vision, yeah. right?
1: Absolutely.
0: And then and then there's the people who have vision. Um, if we have vision but no money, <laughs> right? The visions it right. doesn't. You're not gonna get very far. And so we we need both. And and it sounds yeah. like you've been maneuvering um, through the world and, and getting uh that's that mm-hmm. support like i guess like you're in you're in the real raw moments of of that transition from one thing to another yeah i want to know man yes. like like when do you feel like it's worth it and when do you feel like it's not
1: um that's a great question um i i i, I will i mentioned the sort of disbanding the, the the somali stars team um you know i i was pushing so hard like guys i need you to show up here i need you to do this and do that and um, and they just didn't show up and and I was incredibly just bummed I was just like seriously like guys like I'm putting you in front of, of, a, of a club that will that will that will support you and in go into the state cup and if you go in the state cup and, and you I don't even care if you win you're gonna get scouts are gonna look at you you might have a chance to go play collegiate soccer which means a scholarship because because your parents probably can't pay mm-hmm. for you to go to college right and mm-hmm. and and that's where it just felt like God, like what 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 else could I possibly do and and, and honestly I, I I blame me for that I, I don't blame them for that I, I I'm the one that that, that that should know the path better than they do right I'm I'm, I'm the local so to speak um and so, so, so that's one area that I've done a lot of, of sort of introspection on, and trying to figure out how can we improve that the next time around because there will be a next time around. And so, so there's times I want to curl up in the fetal position, and once in a while I might, but it's not for very long. <laughs> uh, and if anything, that, 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 that's just that's just sort of my my respite. I'm recharging, you know. I'm, I'm plugging in my, my 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 human phone, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I come back with with a higher battery level. I'm like, okay, let's do this thing. And so, so it, it, honestly, it's always worth it. It it just is. And 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 I I just I I don't know if I'm if I'm unusual, if I'm if I'm just weird. And there's probably some of that for sure. But I just I I, I can't quit until I'll be doing this the rest of my life. I I just I know that I will. And I and I hope that I'm getting smarter about. It. I I'm sure that I am. I'm 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 uh, I'm, I'm determined to make this thing work, and that means to have hundreds of kids in our refugee soccer program, and frankly it's thousands around the country, um, uh, engaging uh, where mainstream kids, and, and parents for that matter, are, are learning just as much from the refugee kids and their their stories as the refugees might be learning and benefiting from from interacting with the mainstream kids and community.
0: Love it. Adam, tell me this, man, if someone wants, let's yeah. just say, man, this, you're striking a chord of someone who's listening, maybe, sure. there's, maybe there's someone who wants to get involved. Uh, with effort, right? If they're maybe in your in your geographic area, or maybe um, yeah. they're, they're like, you know what? I know who I can connect you with, or maybe they're like, mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna dump boatloads of cash on you. Like how? Yeah. Like where can we, where can we find you, man?
1: Sure, sure. So so it's really simple. I was actually surprised that this this URL was available. Refugee dot org dot um, com works too. It'll just direct you to the dot org site, but Refugee um, is our site? I'm 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 hacking my way through, you know, kind of revamping it right now. But it's up and running. You can see some of our past um, stories and what's going on. Um, very shortly, I'll I'll be. Um, uh, and I mean, like this weekend. Uh, who knows? Whenever this thing will air, i done. It doesn't matter. But but by the time people hear it, um, the site will be up where you can go and actually. Um, I've had I've had 40 professional soccer players here from the women's professional team here in Utah, the Utah Royals. Um, sign these balls and I've got 60 more to go get signed but the idea is is that these professional players have signed one ball and I'm going to sell for for 10 to 15 bucks uh, panels right all around the ball and so, so we figure we can raise about 150 to 200 dollars per ball um, just by simply being on the same ball as a U.S. women's national team player or as a professional soccer player um, and so, so and we'll actually we'll sign your name for you um, after after you've bought the panel and then that way when we go and deliver this ball to these kids in these refugee camps We're it's, not going yes. it's, it's not just me handing the ball it, it's, it's the 20 people who who paid 10 bucks to be on the ball with, with the professional soccer player and make the kids and to make that clear to them like there are hundreds of people behind whoever shows up with me in Nigeria there's a hundred and hundreds of people behind that say we actually care about you guys dig this ball, and go make something more of your life. And that to me is uh, what a tremendous opportunity to, to to really make an impact. It's a word we throw down all the time, but, but, but I'm not, other than, I don't know. I just think something that will last them f- for, for their, 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 their youth um, lives living in, in these camps, I think is a, is something we can all feel incredibly good about. So mm-hmm. refugee soccer.org is, 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 is the website to go to.
0: dot org. And, uh, and, and my friend, I've got to commend you for, you know, sticking your neck out uh, on a, <laughs> sounds like on a continual basis. Right. And and have been doing something that's not comfortable, be, but, be, but it's right. And, yeah. um, well, you know, you. I, 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 I believe, man, you're going to, you're going to be joined by other gifts that are inside of people and other ideas and, and, Good. um, you know, that you're, you're the main ingredient, but other people are going to come alongside, and uh, you know maybe maybe put a little bit more pepper in the gumbo. And um, yeah, thank you for sticking to it. It's like it's like that's that locomotive, right? That it's uh, it's yeah. moving forward, and, and it's not going to stop. But yeah. it's like man, the more and more steam that that thing gets, it becomes an unstoppable force. And like it. that's what that's who I'm talking to, with Adam Miles, Good. the uh, the do gooder. What what else was it? Uh, light shiner. Okay. Light, light, light never shiner say never. Never
1: say never. That's right.
0: Awesome man, That's right. love it. Thank you for being with us, uh, guys. Check check him Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Check him out on LinkedIn. And um, Adam, thank you so much, man. You you have uh, you brightened my day and made me a better man for being with you today. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thanks so much. Thanks, Donny. Take care.